Steve Adubato is the Emmy Award-winning anchor of State of Affairs, which which airs on public broadcasting and the author of Lessons in Leadership. Uh, Dr. Adubato, I've known you for more than 40 years. You were a brilliant political analyst, and it's always a pleasure to have you on. Well, it's my honor and pleasure, David. I've been listening, and it's a great show, as it is every Saturday. Hope Thank all you is very well much. with you and the team. That's too kind. Thank you. You produced a, a special that's airing a, across the state over the next two weeks, in-depth interviews of Phil Murphy and Jack Cittarelli. What are your biggest t- takeaways from those interviews? Um, first of all, these are two very decent guys. Um, they're, they're people who care about the people of New Jersey, but their views of the world are dramatically different, David. Their political ideologies dramatically different. Um, different personalities, different styles, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, it was all about the most important pressing issues that had to be discussed separately. Debates are fine. But to me, in-depth interviews around such issues as how to handle COVID-19, how it's been handled by the governor, how Jack Cittarelli would handle it differently, the question of taxes, property taxes, the highest in the nation, the question of child care and how to provide uh, universal pre-K, but also expanded child care and doing all these things and other things, including protecting our kids in schools um, while still keeping the budget under control and our taxes somewhere. Uh, I can't even say reasonable because they're not reasonable. They're out of control by anyone's standards. But uh, those were the issues and a whole range of other issues, including trying to understand exactly who Jack Chitterelli is today versus who he was five years ago when he said Donald Trump was not qualified to be president, and then he voted for him in 2020. A lot of interesting stuff. Is Cittarelli, in your opinion, is he is he a moderate who's talking more conservative, or has he is he always been a conservative who had sort of taken a, a more moderate public position four years ago? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I've interviewed Jack Cittarelli many, many times when he was in the legislature, um, when he was thinking of running for governor. To me, he always struck me as a moderate, reasonable. Republican. And then he, again, he said in 2015, Donald Trump wasn't qualified to be president. Then he voted for him in 2020. And then he said, because he agreed with him on the issues. And then the question becomes, what's he doing at a stop the steal rally with Confederate flags there? And then saying, I had no idea that it was a stop the steal rally when his own picture and name were on the uh, the poster promoting the event. I'm confused about Jack Chitterelli. And I think politically, he tried to move very close to Donald Trump in anticipation of a Republican primary. And then after he didn't have that primary, tries to move to the center. Uh, And now all of a sudden he's for driver's license for illegal immigrants. Um, Never really knew that about him. And I don't think you can run away from what he has said publicly and where he is right now. It's confusing to people. What about Phil Murphy? Do you get the, I mean, he, he, he's, he's a self-professed liberal Democrat, but, some of his political opponents say that he's even more liberal than he says he is. What What did you get out of these interviews and after watching him for the last six years? So, so listen, I respect and like Phil Murphy as a person. Um, and also the First Lady has been with us many times, Tammy Murphy. Tammy Murphy, a very strong, important figure in the state, has made a difference, particularly, again, in the area of maternal uh, um, health, um, infant mortality issues. But I'll say this about Phil Murphy. Um I challenged him very assertively and somewhat argue aggressively if you watch the interview that's on tomorrow on NJPBS and also throughout the month on public television and the Chitterelli half hours. They're on alternating weeks. 
but I'll say this: I pressed him on the nursing home issue as respect to uh, as respect to COVID. I asked him very simply: Did you make a mistake? Do you regret the decision you made by sending people who were in nursing homes and then were sick with COVID in hospitals and came and went back into those nursing homes? And he kept saying that the nursing homes said that they were going to separate people. They were going to protect people who were in the nursing homes from those who were coming back. And my argument was, how could you not verify that? How could the Department of Health and other departments not verify it? I know it was a terribly difficult decision. He doesn't regret it at all. He doesn't take responsibility for it. And I have a problem with that. Um, and I can't keep asking the same question over and over again because uh, he's not going to give me a different answer. But people can decide for themselves when they watch it. And I'm speaking with Steve Adubato, Emmy Award-winning anchor of State of Affairs. Uh, Phil Murphy's ahead in this race, you know, anywhere from from high single digits to, to, to 13, 14 percent. Is this race winnable for Jack Cittarelli? First of all, I don't think it's 13 or 14 percent. I think it's probably in the 8 to 10 range. I'm not a numbers guy when it comes to polls. I don't obsess over horse race uh, polls. But I would say this. It's a Democratic state that you know better than most people, David, with your political mind. But I'm going to say this. It's more Democratic than when Chris Christie was elected governor, when Christy Christie, Chris, excuse me, Christy Whitman was elected governor, and before that, Tom Kane, way back in the 80s, uh, way more Democratic. So there are a lot of people who are going to vote for Phil Murphy because he's a Democrat. They don't know much about his record. He has a D after his name, so they're going to vote for him. So it's an incredibly uphill battle for Cittarelli. Say there's 10 or 15 percent of the electorate that hasn't decided yet. He's got to get 60, 70 percent, Jack Cittarelli, of those voters who haven't decided in order to have a fighting chance because it is such a blue state. Um, But, you know, again, it could happen. People have been wrong about polls before. But right now, this is a very, very blue state, and it leans in favor of Phil Murphy because he's a Democrat and has a ton of money and is spending it on 30-second commercials. And one of the things – I mean, I've been thinking about this recently. This is is my 13th New Jersey governor's race. So as I was – as I was thinking about this question, given the house that you grew up in, I think this is your 15th or 16th. Uh, um, you're probably right, because both of us grew up in homes where we started being aware of gubernatorial elections. <laughs> very, very early. We were, we were, we were incredibly we young. Vote. But but one of the things that strikes me is is half the people in New Jersey have never heard of Jack Cittarelli. And when you go back to all these other races that you've watched, I don't remember – a gubernatorial campaign where this late people just don't know the other candidate. Why is that? Largely money, largely money. I mean, meaning I think Cittarelli's done a decent job raising money, but the amount of money, David, and again, you know this very well, to be it, there is no New Jersey media market. I'm proud of our colleagues in public television, NJPBS. We do a great job every night on NJ Spotlight News. But, but the reality is it's a New York, Philadelphia media buy. You have to buy media in Philadelphia, but I think it's the third or fourth largest media market, and the number one media market in the world, if you will. New York City, you've got to buy 30-second spots. So it really doesn't have enough money. Uh, I know I heard a spot right before on, on, on WABC, but the reality is in order to be recognized and to be known by people, you have to be on again and again and again in prime time on all kinds of very expensive channels with high-visibility programs, it's almost impossible. And further, Phil Murphy is known by so many largely, my opinion, because of 
COVID because of those daily press conferences. He did what he had to do, and he was very effective in communicating publicly. But again, people know him largely because of that. It was drowning out Jack Chitterelli, and now he's trying to play catch-up. I'm speaking with Steve Adubato, Emmy Award-winning anchor. You you are an expert on, on both leadership and communications. And, and one of the things that we have seen over the last year and a half is New Jerseyans largely approve of Murphy's leadership on on and his policies on dealing with COVID. Can Jack Chitterelli change how voters look at Murphy as a leader in 31 days? He's got to keep hammering away at the nursing home issue. He also has to do this. Murphy, it's just so interesting. I asked Governor Murphy this question, and I wish the governor and other people could just be candid and say, I made a mistake. This is the question I asked. I said, Chitterelli has a spot on right now where he leads with you, Governor, saying if taxes are your issue, New Jersey's probably not your state, something like that. And I wanted the governor to say, you know what? I misspoke. That's not what I meant to say. And then he, he goes on to say, uh, well, no, uh, daycare is important and – or excuse me, child care is important and, and climate change is important, all those things. I know, Governor, but did you make a mistake when you said with so many New Jerseyans leaving the state, how many have, how many have we lost to Florida, David, who now live there one day more than half the year? I wish the governor had said, you know what? That's not what I meant to say. I made a mistake. The reality is he's got – He's got to hit the governor on taxes again and again and again, the highest property taxes in the nation. Um, The governor, shockingly, in the first debate that was held, said he was committed to not raising taxes in a second term. David, I don't know how that's possible with such a progressive, liberal agenda where there are so many spending programs. I don't my math tells me you can't do that unless you cut a whole range of other state programs reduce government spending, or raise taxes on wealthier New Jerseyans or middle-class New Jerseyans. The math doesn't add up to me, but the governor said it. I don't think it's doable. Now, in those those read-my-lips-no-new-taxes types of broad pledges, they, they often they often wind up a, to be a disservice to, to, to the rest of your administration. He didn't have to say it, David. See, this is what's confusing to me. First of all, he says it. Uh, he, I think he gets asked in the debate, uh, and again, I wish I had seen that before we did the interview because I would have pressed him a little bit further on that. But he said um, he was asked, are you committed to not raising taxes? And of course, Chitterelli's going to say no. Most Republicans do. And then Murphy goes, yeah, sure. I'm not going to raise taxes. You got my word. I'm thinking to myself, what are you putting yourself in a box for? You're up by eight, ten points. You're a Democrat in a Democratic state. The taxes you're talking about raising are on wealthier New Jersey. And trust me, I'm not a fan of the high taxes, but he didn't have to say it. What do I think? I think at some point the governor's thinking beyond this race and sees himself potentially as a national slash presidential candidate. I have no other explanation for that because it didn't make sense to me. And we're, we're we, as often as the case when we talk, we, we, we go through a lot and we, we run out of time fast. But, but I want to ask one last question. Donald Trump is looming large in this race. Uh, and and he, he's he's part of the ads, and he's he was brought mm-hmm. up at the debate, but but not as much about Joe Biden. And and you and I, as students of history, you know, I look at I look at Bill Clinton wins, and then Jim Florio loses, and and Barack Obama wins, and John Corzine loses. I mean, as much as New Jersey tried to have odd year elections that aren't focused on national issues, is is that working? Is is Joe Biden's 
Joe Biden's losing popularity now, and and even sure yesterday on infrastructure and 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 maybe Gateway is not going to move along and all of these delays. How much will Joe Biden impact Phil Murphy's reelection? I don't think much. And by the way, I am disappointed in the president's leadership. I do not believe he's done an effective job in pulling Democrats together. I'm not saying it's easy. Trust me, that Democratic Party is at least two different parties. Uh, especially in Congress. But I do not believe he's been out front enough. I do not think he's done a good enough job in getting Democrats together and helping them understand what's at stake if they lose this fight over infrastructure and a whole range of other things. Donald Trump is a, forget about an 800-pound gorilla. He's a 10,000-pound gorilla in this race because of who he is politically, because of the shadow that he that he leaves everywhere he goes. And the fact that Chitterelli's got to try to now run away from this guy in a state like New Jersey, which has no fan of Donald Trump, because once Trump becomes that big a figure and he hurts Chitterelli and Murphy uses Trump to bang Chitterelli over the head again and again, then where does where's the room for talking about Joe Biden? He's not that interesting a figure. I have totally disrespect former president Trump's leadership, not a fan at all of the way he interacted and communicated publicly or with people around him. Terrible leadership around the virus. But again, Joe Biden has just been ineffective, but not embarrassing in the same way. Not as interesting a figure. It's more about Trump and hurting Chitterelli. Well, we're all going to look forward to watching your interviews with uh, Phil Murphy and Jack Chitterelli over the next two weeks. Steve Adubato, uh anchor of State of Affairs, Amy Award winner, uh, author of Lessons in Leadership. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Best to you and your audience, David. Take Thank care. you.